evening. This is your host for Mystery Time, Don Dowd. Tonight, as on every Thursday night, Mystery Time brings you a story by a great master of literature, transcribed into a dramatic form and played by an outstanding cast. Tonight, our mystery classic comes from the pen of Sir James Barry. It's one of his outstanding short stories titled Half an Hour. Starring in it is Sir Ralph Richardson, who not only plays the part of Richard Garson, but introduces the drama. Now, Sir James Barry's Half an Hour, starring Ralph Richardson. Mr. Garson, we can hardly call him the hero of the story. Mr. Garson is a financier, and his young wife, Lady Lillian, live in a mansion near Park Lane. Later this evening, they will be entertaining guests there. But now, they are alone. They're in the middle of their periodic brawls. He is being insensitive, as usual. She is being provocative, also, as usual. In fact, it is not a very pretty scene. Why don't you strike me, Richard? After all, I'm only a woman, and there's no one within call. A woman, you useless thing. That's just what you're not. How strong you are, aren't you? No wonder I love you. Look how you've crumpled my frock. Well, you certainly asked for it. Did I? You know, I can't make up my mind that the green is really my color. What do you think? What color do you best like to knock me about in? You mind what you're saying? Well... Do you mind telling me what all this scene has been about? Oh, I can't even remember. Anyhow, does it matter what it was that started us off? Something always does. In the end, we end up by seeing exactly what we think of each other. Well, of course, we know what we think of each other before we start. Maybe we do. Hmm. But how many times have I said to that, that father of yours... Oh, his pop. By the way, I never heard how much you paid him for me when we got married. One way or another, a good 20,000 pounds. I can't help feeling proud. If I could have got you for half, I wouldn't have had you. I'd like you to say that, Richard. Still, there are other women for whom you could have paid even more. There must have been some reason why you picked on me. Oh, you rotten old aristocratic family. All so poor and so well turned out. But come on, look in the melting eyes of you and the disdain of you. I suppose they went to my head. You were the worst, so I chose you. I won, I won. Oh, you didn't need to come to me unless you liked, you know. I admit that. It was your money that brought me. Quite so. I'm sorry, Richard, for both of us. Ah, nonsense. You must at least allow. I never pretended it was anything but your wealth that drew me. I never wanted it to be anything else. I'll like you again. Perhaps that's even some little excuse for me. Not very much. Soft order. I dare say. Why don't we end it? Do you know who you're talking to with my name in the city? Oh, of course. But if you won't, Richard, has it ever struck you that someday I may? You? Never. You have a mighty faith in me. Mighty. May I ask why? Isn't it obvious you know why? In that 
expensive little heart of yours you can't afford to. You're too fond of my money. I see. Tragic, your lot, isn't it? More tragic than you understand. Bought you when you were too young to know what you were doing. Not so young, but that I should have known. Such a rare, exquisite creature, too, as you know yourself to be. But I know I'm not. But as I long to be, as I think I could be. As you think you could be, if you'd married a better man, I suppose. All right, mock me. You have the right, but it may be truer than you think. That's what they tell you. I've no doubt. Don't tell me. Those young cubs who live on your father. If I was to let them tell me what they would like to say... Ah, then... but they, they do, my pet. And when they've finished, you tell them they mustn't say things like that. And your lip trembles and one sad tear sits in your sweet eyes. The same little tear that comes when you overdrawn your allowance. How you read me. I think so. I think I know the stuff you're made of. I wouldn't try any heroics, Lillian. You can't live up to them. I haven't the courage, I suppose. Oh, you're the sort of pluck that lets the French... Jack or dandies go tripping to the guillotine, and perhaps my breed hasn't. But when it comes to living, you've got to live on us, my girl, and make the best of it. Oh, if only I could. If only you were to show me that as well. I'm not nervous. In the end, you'll always be true to number one. I've brought you out that far at least. And supposing... Supposing I did show you. If you did? If you tried to play a game on me... Well... Is it a knife, Richard, or Desdemona the pillow? You brought any shame on me. I'd, before I put you to the door, I'd break you. You're hurting me. If I did it, I wouldn't be here to break. I shouldn't advise you to be, Lillian. Unless you wish to do the breaking now, please let go of my wrist. Come in. Excuse me, ma'am. May I draw the curtain? Uh, yes, sir. Well, uh, do not half past, I suppose. I suppose so. Jane, send me a whiskey into the billiard room, will you? Yes, sir. Jane, leave the curtains now. Attend to the whiskey. Very well, madam. Richard, when you read this, you will know that I've left you forever. I've known for a long time the love of a man that I can really respect. Not rich, as you are, but a man who asks nothing more of life than that I should be with him. He's asked me to go away with him, far away, to Egypt, and I've made up my mind to do so. I wish you to know his name. It is Hugh Payton. When you've divorced me, I hope to be his wife. Lillian. I'm reading the emeralds in the drawer of your desk with this note. I do not wish to have anything with me which might remind me of your unkindness. Ten past eight. Just time to catch him before he goes for his train. Please listen to me first. You see, I've changed my mind and come after all. My darling. Yes, I'm here to go with you. You'll have me still. But, oh, you let there be no more mistakes. Don't have me, dear. If you'd rather not. Lillian, dear. It isn't really a shock to you, is it? You, you don't despise me in your heart for coming? Dear, my dear. Oh, you're so fond of Egypt. Perhaps it would be lovelier for you to go back to it alone. But, uh, tell me, dear, what made you change your mind so suddenly? Not suddenly. I longed to come to you, but I was his wife. He 
Did you hear me say I was his wife? What a lovely way of putting it. My wife now. And always. Things he said to me oh, tonight. There, there. That's all over. Did you... Did you tell him you were going? Yes, I left a letter for him. In the drawer of his desk with all the jewels there as well. Just like you told me to do. You said in it that you were coming to me? Yes. I wanted you to do that. I wanted it to be... To be all above board. I'm not afraid of him. I said I was going away with you. And I put my wedding ring inside the letter. I burned all my boats through. Darling. Not miss the train. Not another word if you love me. Uh, can you snap these catches while I sit on this trunk? That's it. Why, what are you smiling at? I just remembered you. There were people coming to dinner tonight. I've just remembered something far more important. Woman, where is your trousseau? Oh. Susie! I've only what you see me in, dear. Here's all the riches I bring you. Four and sixpence. Please take care of my diary for me. You <laughs> poor dear. But what fun to buy you a trousseau at Brindisi, if not before. Susie! Are you going to send Susie to get a trousseau for me? Of course. Ah, Susie. Skip across to the nearest drapers and buy me a trousseau. What, sir? Size five and a half by one and a quarter. Hurry up now, fly. Whatever it is he means. He only means he wants a taxi. Oh, Dad. <laughs> the mother's out and you what father is, sir. But I'll get it myself. Oh, no, you don't, Susie. Not in the rain. I'll be back in a jiffy, Lillian. He's just bubbling over me. And all because he's going off to make guns in Egypt. Have you been bubbling over for long, Susie? For days and days. I used to think of him out in Egypt in a very dirty state till I saw a picture of him all in laundry white and riding on a camel. Mm, the camel goes on its knees to him, Susie. I don't wonder at it. There was a thing about him in the papers, and it said, the ball is at his feet. And it is a great career. For him. But I've just got to make ready for another lodger. That's all the great careers there is for the likes of me. I'm thinking there's a great career for you. Oh, thanks. He's still got his key. It's not him, Miss. I think there's something wrong. Wrong? Oh, quickly, Susan. What happened? Tell me. There's been an accident. They're bringing him in. But, Mr. Pate, look. Susie, it can't be. It's him. He was run over. My name is Dr. Brody. My poor lady, have they told you? Tell me. Your husband, he was knocked over by a motor bus. Oh, you. You. Mrs. Clayton, I'm afraid it's very serious. Very serious. Tell me. I must tell you. Mr. Payton is dead. No. No. He died as they picked him up. That's true. I'm a doctor. I happened to be passing. I, I didn't know him, of course, but one of the people told me his name. He only spoke one word before he died. My name? The word was Egypt. I... I want to help you in any way possible. Now, if you could give me the address of any male relative... You mustn't I would... bring anyone here. You mustn't on any account. Just to help you with the former. I, I, I don't quite... Excuse me, you are Mrs. Payton. 
I'm sorry, I have no wish to intrude, but someone must communicate with the relatives. And, of course, an inquiry. You mean I've no right to be here? That's none of my business. But you must know what... Pardon me, I won't disturb you any longer. No, please don't go. What am I to do with We were going away together. You'll think that wrong, I know. How should I know? Well, there were reasons. I was was leaving my husband. We were going away together and we're going to be married after the divorce. I see. Well, you understand that, well, there'll have to be an inquest. And if you're found here, you may be called on to give evidence. Oh, no, no. I, I couldn't possibly. Then my advice is leave here immediately before I call the police. If there's nothing called already. Yes, I, I think that might be best for both of you. But I know where to go. Nowhere. I, I loved him. I, I risked everything for him. I'm lost. <laughs> Are they coming with us? Have I time to write a note? It's uh, two minutes short of the half hour, sir. The ladyship not down yet? I believe not, sir. Well, she isn't usually late. I didn't hear her in the room, come to think of it. Uh, shall I send up to inquire, sir? Oh, no, she'll be down directly, no doubt. I've just got to write a note before the guests arrive. They, they know there'll be three tonight with us. Yes, sir. Oh, they're, they're here, apparently, sir. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll write this later, I suppose. Here, give me those tables with us. Put them in here for now. What? What the devil? Cool heaven. Lillian's emerald. What on earth are they doing in this case? She must have shoved them in the drawer and forgotten them, I suppose. Her all over. <laughs> they're, they're, they're here, sir. Is that all? Yes, that's, that's all, thank you. Ah, glad to see you both. Come in and get warm. Lily will be here in a minute. <laughs> you, you seem to be having a little trip all by yourself, cousin. <laughs> Look what I found. My eye. <laughs> Where did they come from? Here in the desk. I put my hand in a drawer for some papers and I found these instead. Well, all I can say is, let's go hard. Silly <laughs> <laughs> man. There may be millions. I'd know them anywhere. <gasps> Beautiful emeralds. The joke is, I see now why my wife's late for dinner. No, no, no. It's we that are early. <laughs> she must have shoved them in the drawer there. Her set are more careless than ours, you know. And then forgotten where she put them. I bet she's searching high and low for them at this moment. Oh, the poor dear. I suppose some servant had found them. Or oh, that awful man who winds the clock. Uh, well, they're safe enough now. I'll take care of them. Dr. Brody. Ah, here you are. Very pleased to see you in my little place, Brody. Thank you, Gaston. Lady Lillian, I'm honored. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this isn't Lady Lillian. <laughs> what does it were, Dr. Brody? Oh, come. <laughs> Dr. Brody, this is Redding. Oh, how do you do? You and Redding have met at the club, of course. Yes, yes. 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 I forgot you didn't know my wife, Brody. She'll be down in a moment. I must apologize for being late. I don't fuss, Mr. Garson. Dr. Brody knows what women are. <laughs> no, no, not I, Mrs. Redding. <laughs> but uh, I was afraid I would be late myself. A very strange thing happened just now. Why, what was that? An accident in the street. A man knocked over by a motor bus. Not far from here. Killed. Oh, rough luck. Well, do you, you have to do anything? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, he was living just around here. 
Seems to be an engineer or something. Done some good work out in India, they told me. Peyton was the name. Uh, did you ever know him by any chance? Peyton? Peyton? Oh, was Hugh Peyton we met once at dinner who... Oh, no, no, Egypt was his place. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not India. It was Egypt, she said. Yes, probably the same fellow. Was he married? No, not married exactly. Oh, surely better in the circumstances that he wasn't married. Oh, oh, much better. You said the poor devil. Uh, did I? I? I was thinking of something else. Of the lady, you mean? Did I say there was a lady? Ah, uh-huh, you're saying it now. Yes, yes. There was a lady, all right. She was married, she told me. She'd just left her husband, run away from him that very hour. In fact, she and Peyton were on the point of going away together. The bags were packed, everything. In fact, he was looking for a taxi when he was knocked over. So she was leaving her husband, was she? That's what she told me. And the most extraordinary thing is that the husband didn't know she'd gone. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Everyone do forgive me. Ah, they are. You're very late, Lily. I know, dear Mrs. Redding. I'm so ashamed. Forgive me, kind Mr. Redding. All I can say, Lady Lillian, is that you are worth waiting for. Oh, and this... Yes. How do you do? My wife at last, Brodie. I forgot, Lillian, but I mentioned that Dr. Brodie very kindly promised to take pop luck with us. No, but I'm so pleased, Dr. Brodie. Any friend of my husband. Thank you, Lady Lillian. He's been telling us such a shocking story, oh, Lady no, Lillian. It will spoil my dinner. Oh, not quite, I hope, Reddy. No, not quite. A man killed in the street. Tell her, Dr. Brodie. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid it wouldn't interest Lady Lillian. Oh, yes, by the way, it would. You remember him, Lil. Was it someone I know? Peyton was the lady. Hugh Peyton, I think. Wasn't it the Rossiters we met him, wasn't it? Was he a barrister? No, no, some sort of an engineer. He worked abroad somewhere, Egypt. Uh, only in a small way, I believe. A uh, staff man, wasn't he? No, fair. Evidently, if you ever knew him, Lady Lillian, you have forgotten him. One meets so many. Just so. There was a woman in it, Lady Lillian. Do get him to tell us about her. I'm sure there's a scandal in it somewhere. Ask him to tell us. Why not? Very well. I assure you, I pitied her when I thought she was his wife. And still more when I found out that she wasn't. She kept crying, what could she do? <laughs> Runs away from her husband, gets her lover run over. <laughs> she can always run out and get her some new ones, can't she? <laughs> oh, look here, Garth. What a sentimental fellow you are, Brody. That kind can look after themselves all right. After all, she told you she was married, didn't she? Well, by Joe, suppose she just boats back to unsuspecting number one, her husband, I mean. Oh, Lord. <laughs> when she left the house, that's my request. I couldn't have thought so despicably of her as that. Is it more abject than my husband's other end for her? It has to be one of the two. Yes, it would have to be one of the two. But to go creeping back to her husband as though nothing had happened, that would be too much. Oh, it's quite possible, you know, Garson. Don't you think so? I say so. That'll be making a pretty jump out of the husband, wouldn't it? Yeah, no doubt. All the same. <laughs> it has a funny side to it, you know. <laughs> Don't you think so, bloody? It has its humorous side, you know. Well, yes, I can see that, Garson. But I wasn't thinking about the husband as I walked here. I was thinking about the woman, picturing her in dire desolation. 
Don't you think she may be in dire desolation still? Thinking it over, Lady Lillian, no. I've come to the conclusion that your husband is right and that I was a sentimental fellow wasting my sympathy on her. Oh, exactly. We don't need to worry about her, I think. Did it, sir? Ah, Dr. Brody, will you take Lady Lillian in? I shall be honored. Oh, by the way, Mr. Garson, you were telling us about Lady Lillian's emeralds, remember? Oh, but of course. Why, hello, Lil. You haven't got them on tonight. I thought you got them out of me, especially to go with that dress. Well, no, I... Well, I... where are they? I was talking about them to Mrs. Redding before you came in. I've, I took them off down here earlier on and left them for safety in one of your desk drawers. Oh, which one? Uh, that one. Well, ah, better open up and put them on again, haven't you? I like hearing them, you know. I remember them when I was upstairs dressing and then I forgot them again. Yes, here it is. The, the, the emeralds are gone. They're not here, but, but they should be. I left them here only a little while ago. I know I did. What? You say they're gone? Richard, what's to be done? My, my emeralds, I know they're in this drawer. Gone? Send for the police at once. This is very, very serious. I know they were there. I know. What can have happened to them? <laughs> Mr. Garson, how can you keep it up? Don't you see the poor girl's nearly fainting? I'm not surprised. I know I should. Emeralds. <laughs> Come on, little. Calm yourself. Now let us be a lesson to you, that's all. Everything's all right. It's just a trick I was playing on you. I found them in the drawer just before Redding came in. There never was a chap like Garson for playing tricks on you. A masterpiece, a real masterpiece. Well, there they are. Put them on. Then let's go to dinner, Mrs. Redding. Oh, poor lady Lillian. She looks quite pale. Oh, she'll get over it. Maybe even more careful with them next time. Hey, Lil? Lil, come on. What are you doing over there? Burning something? An old letter. Just an old letter. Dr. Brody, shall we go in? Oh, Mr. Lenny. I hope it's all right.